All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to give a quick shout out to the Snooze Flip mattress, the best mattress I've ever slept on, bar none. Uh, I used to be sleeping on some crappy IKEA mattress. Can't believe uh, I was just wasting away on that thing. All right, the, the, the homies over at Snooze Sleep hooked me up with the Snooze Flip mattress. It's a four in one mattress, meaning you can choose a firm side, you can choose the cool side. You can choose the uh, the soft side. You can choose the warm side. There's so many different options uh, for the Snooze Flip mattress, and you absolutely got to check it out. So hit up our friends over at Snooze Sleep. That's snoozesleep.com. Check out the Snooze Flip mattress. And when you use the code DNVR, you can save $500 off, an, off a queen mattress and $1,000 off a king's ma- king mattress. So check out our friends over at snoozesleep.com. DNVR and we are live from Studio B. The B stands for Beatdown. Broncos style. Yes, Broncos Beatdown. And what a fun one it was. Uh, we got a lot to talk about here. And, and, you know, as I just tweeted out, all wins deserve celebration. So we'll celebrate. If you got a glass of whiskey at home, feel free to partake. Um, and uh, we will get into all that. But first, a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver online msudenver.edu slash online where you can go to scope out all they have to offer and they have a lot to offer the single best place to go if you're looking to work a full-time job and further your education uh so check out our friends over at msudenver.edu slash online today what a win ryan and it comes of course in a very special tribute and the tribute started for demarius thomas well before the game started broncos did a fantastic job putting a tribute outside of the stadium hundreds of thousands or thousands of fans i should say uh went to stop by and the broncos did a fantastic job and then of course throughout the game before the game started brandon mcmanus a good friend of demarius thomas wearing an 88 jersey to warm up Broncos did a fantastic video tribute, and then the Broncos went out and destroyed the Detroit Lions and every single opportunity that they had to pay tribute to Demarius, specifically the defense when they got those turnovers, went over to the number 88. It was really cool, really sad, really emotional, really impactful, and Justin Simmons said it after the game, Ryan. He said, just because you have to win a game for someone doesn't mean it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You have to go out there and do it, and you know what? The Broncos absolutely did that, so Ryan, this one was for DT. Amen, man. And uh, I have to say my favorite of all the tributes was the first play of the game. Uh, Lining up out there without uh, a number one receiver, you know, because obviously, you know, we're without our number one receiver now in Broncos country. And um, that got me. That got me for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, That was really, really special seeing Cortland on a knee on the sideline. You know, obviously he would be the one filling that position. Um, that was really, really, really special. And so props to whoever thought of that. 
Um, because... guess, guess who thought of it? Do you know? <laughs> I know who thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Patrick Smythe for that one. That was, uh, that was great. Uh, good job for Vic Fangio for letting the Broncos do it. Great execution. And good job to the Lions and Dan Campbell for declining the penalty so it didn't mean anything to start the game. Uh, and that was really really special and then ryan they did a couple more tributes throughout the game they held up the the put on the jumbo screen 88 one time then they did it again with another very cool tribute to demarius thomas at the two minute warning and you could really tell just how emotional these players were yeah and again you know i i loved when justin said that after the game um like you can say win one for dt win one for dt all you want but if you don't go out there and play a damn good football game you're not going to do so. By the way, the DT chance uh, from the fans, incredible. I, I I don't want to take anything away from anything. My only thought, I'm just going to be honest, I usually you know give you my honest takes here, is I wish he could have heard that when he played. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so. That's, a, that's a great chant. You know, it would have been so cool. Like, I remember the Eddie chants. Mm-hmm. He got to hear those. I wish we could have heard that, that DT chant when yeah. he was, you know, mossing fools out there. Um, but again, just a great job by the Broncos. Great job by the fans. Great job by everyone paying, uh, you know, paying homage to him uh, and honoring DT. And, and great job by the football team. Uh, the Denver Broncos to go out there and take care of business. And boy, did they take care of business. And of the first game ball after the game went to Demarius Thomas's family as it absolutely should have. Also, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton got game balls for being close to DT. Uh, and as they very well deserve to, the, the Thomas family were, of course, thinking of them. Uh, Ryan and I were on the, uh, the Denver Sports Podcast this week, and we talked about uh, and pay tribute to Demary. So I'd, I'd recommend that everyone go and check that out. But like you said, Ryan, a beatdown. And it was a beatdown for three quarters. First quarter, 14-0. to zero. Third quarter, 10-0, I think. And then fourth quarter, 14-0 to zero as well. Second quarter, 10-3. Got it. D- did not look good. But then you know what? Good teams bounce back to adversity. Mm-hmm. The Broncos had a little bit of adversity. And everyone in Broncos country was freaking out. And then the Broncos went on, and Ryan, they do what they've done so well this year. They beat down a bad team. And the Broncos, as we're seeing on Red Zone right now, tied with all of the second wildcard teams. Ryan, there's five teams tied for the final two wildcard te- seeds. But it's just crazy. They keep putting themselves in a position to achieve their goals. And guess what? One of those teams in front of them? The Cincinnati Bengals. And how about the Bengals? They are struggling. Now, they made a big push today to come back, but still, they're on a couple-game losing streak right now. Now they have to go to Denver on the road next week. Broncos have it right in their hands. Everything they want is in their hands. They're no longer in last place in the AFC West. That belongs to the Las Vegas Raiders now, who are spiraling out of control, getting beat down by the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Ryan, people were freaking out at the Broncos' loss to the Chiefs last week, and rightfully so. We gave credit or blame to where blame should have been given. The Raiders, they got destroyed <laughs> by Kansas City, so maybe that Broncos' loss doesn't look as bad as now. And Broncos fans are happy today, and they can be even happier with the fact that the Raiders are the only team in the AFC West with a losing record. And boy, did the Raiders take one on the chin today. I mean, un- from the get-go. Just 35-0 at one point. It wasn't the first play a scoop and score for the Chiefs? Yeah, that's when you know it's bad. <laughs> Sometimes those first plays, and we know it all too well, uh, that first play can really just change the way a game's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that you know, if I was a coach, that would be something I preach to my guys is every play – 
can change the game. And in that first play of the game, they had no chance after that. Yeah, Super Bowl 48. We don't need to think about that. Yes, we don't. Um, 39 carries, 184 yards. That is why the Broncos won 38 to 10 today. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon, man, I you know I keep trying to give him his due um, because uh, like I, I I feel like I'm someone who if I say hey guys you got we got to give Melvin his due people will pay attention maybe a little bit more just because I've been tough on Melvin when I felt he deserved it and he absolutely deserves credit right now. The dude is absolutely balling. 24 carries, 111 yards. Two touchdowns at a 4.6 yards per carry clip. Uh, yeah, yards per carry clip. And then, you know, the freak is what I'm going to start calling him. <laughs> Javante Williams. The numbers aren't quite as gaudy, not as many touches. Um, 15 carries for 73 yards, 4.9 yards per carry, one touchdown, and one catch for 10 yards and a touchdown in the receiving game, which, by the way, he took a trash throw and turned it into a touchdown with a sweet little move. Um, those two guys and our DraftKings kings of the game, kings of the game. And I'm not talking about those two. I'm talking about the offensive line. That group of seven players uh, is why the Broncos made this look easy. Absolutely. And they did it in the passing game as well, Ryan. The offensive line really provided Teddy with a lot of time. The one sack that he had, Teddy kind of lost where he was. You could see Garrett Bowles was kind of upset after the play because his guy was the one to sack Teddy. But Teddy kind of fell right into his Roll, guy. Yeah. So, I mean, the offensive line the offensive line did a fantastic job today. And Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams took advantage of it. Ryan, anytime you run the ball for fo- nearly 40 times, you're going to win. Anytime you run the ball for 4.7 yards per carry and don't give up on the run, you're going to win. Anytime you run the ball for nearly 200 yards, you're going to win. Anytime you run three touchdowns, you're going to win, Ryan. When you do all of that, you're going to have one of the best offenses, performances that this Broncos team has seen in years. And that's exactly what the Broncos did. 38 offensive points is the most they've put up in years, Ryan. This was low-key because that second quarter was so rough. Low-key, a fantastic offensive game from the Broncos. Yeah, you know, I was watching the game with uh, super producer Kale uh, on the ones and twos over there on the other side of the glass. And I told him, like, this was an offensive win. Um, the defense, of course, they give up 10 points. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have qualms to bring up with the defense, really. But this was an offensive win. The The running game dominated this game. It wasn't the defense. The defense um, did their bend but don't break thing, and they did it very, very, very well. Um, but the offense won this game. Uh, 38 points, you know, is fantastic. And to be, you know, to be fair, like I always say, you give up less than 24, you should win. You score more than 24, you should win. Well, they did both. Um, and so that's going to get you a lot of wins. Well, it'll get you unlimited wins if you do that. Um, but It'll get you blowout wins. Yeah, it'll get you blowout wins. And, and that's exactly what they did. But this was an offensive win. So credit to Pat Shermer for hammering the run. Wait, say that again? Yeah, credit to Pat Shermer for Wait, ha- one more time. hammering the run. <laughs> also, he schemed up that touchdown. Uh, the touchdown pass from Teddy to Javante Williams. Yep. That was a scheme touchdown. Wide open. Good job on Javante to hold, haul that thing in and stay on his feet. But also, you know, that's another thing we talked about during the game. I was As I was like, he Teddy threw that extremely safe, right? He's going to put it right on mm-hmm. the numbers so that you just catch the ball and get the first down. He wasn't worried about the touchdown. So I'm, I'm giving him a little break there because it, it – Almost made uh, Javante fall down, having to stop and come back to get that ball. Uh, but 
regardless of really good game plan. Like you said, you run the ball almost 40 times. Um, and, and Pat Shermer learning, learning that he can lean on those two guys, um, and get them all those carries. Um, it, it is funny. Like I just, I, I appreciate Melvin so much. Um, he's so Wait, good. one more time? But I, I just want to see, like, every time I they're out there I'm, and I see it's not Javante, I'm, like, a little sad because everything he does is, like, exhilarating. Like, every single time he touches the ball, he does something cool. And I think that just shows how good Melvin's playing. So good. Because that uh, seems to overrate it, yet you look back and Melvin's the one getting more touches and he's doing just as much with those touches. Both of those guys nearly averaging five yards per carry. And so, Ryan, I totally know where you're coming from and why fans want to see more Javante, more Javante, more Javante. But one of the things the Broncos offense has, has figured out is this works. And what they're doing, Ryan, is working. So they need to continue to do this with this split. Now, maybe it's a little, it needs to be a little closer to 50-50. Today, Melvin Gordon, 24 carries. Javante Williams, only 15. But this is working. This is something that we should be only applauding, not complaining about. And, and as fans, I know they want to see more Javante. But, Ryan, this is one of the things that typically week in and week out is the only thing that's working. So Pat Shermer, credit to him. 25 drop, 26 dropbacks for Teddy Bridgewater, 39 rushing attempts for Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And Ryan, did you see the criminal offense that happened in Buffalo today? Criminal offense? Yes, in the first half. No. You, see, you didn't hear about how many carries the running backs got in the first half in Buffalo? I'm guessing it was zero. Zero. <laughs> zero awesome. rushing attempts. And then so I mean at least Pat Shermer was nowhere close to that. Ten rushing attempts will do ten rushing attempts a quarter. That's how to get it done. And also Teddy Bridgewater, people don't want to admit it. He had a good game. He, uh, he, okay. he, he had he had a good I'm not saying he had a great game. Nope. He he had a good game and Ryan, you know what? People want to see the shots downfield taken. We had one today. We had a 32-yard completion to Noah Fant. Never seen Noah Fant with his back to the line. It's crazy. <laughs> it was great to see, wasn't it? It was amazing to see. And uh, that, you don't need to be hitting 40, 50-yard plays every single quarter if you're going to run the damn ball that well. And if you're going to complete 72% of your passes, this is the Broncos' formula. When they went out and got Melvin Gordon two years ago, they drafted Javante Williams in the second round, and they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. This is the exact game plan that they said, here's how we're going to win. Exactly. And again, it is against the Lions. You always have to keep that in mind. But you should execute your perfect game yep. plan yep. against the Detroit Lions. You don't apologize for the win. <laughs> no, It's so funny with Teddy. Because no one feels like he played well. No. no. Uh, there's, you can't even point out to, like, I guess the throw to Noah. You'd point out that was a great throw. Yep. I can't think of another one. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, 18 of 25, 179 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He takes one sack. He has 118 passer rating. We know that when he goes over 100, they win. When he goes under 100, they lose. Yep. He easily clears it. And... Uh, I'm with you. Like no one wants to hear it, but he just keeps doing this. And yes, you can like, there's all, there's the argument of like, well, he just, he does the statistical thing, right? He doesn't make the big plays and you're right. But you're also right. When you say Teddy Bridgewater is the best Bron best quarterback, the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning. Yep. And there's just like this weird gray area in between there because that's a low bar to clear. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater is statistically playing well. And, 
on a standard scale where you're just taking out all other elements, you'd say he's playing really well this season. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't make big throws down the field. He doesn't, you know, uh, fit the ball into tight windows in the red zone. He doesn't um, play very well on third downs. And so it's really tough because no, no, in 2021, there is no such thing as gray area. You're either great or you suck. And Broncos fans are much closer to saying that he sucks. Um, but, and he doesn't. But the Broncos are over 500 halfway through December. <laughs> yep, yep. They're 7-6 and six right now, tied with four other teams for that final two wildcard playoff spots. Like you said, Brian, they got the Bengals coming in next week, who also are tied for that. And, Ryan, it, it, it's something where there's some teams that are struggling right now. Struggling. You got the Bengals who are struggling. You have the Bills who are really struggling. You have the Colts who I guess aren't struggling. They seem to actually be gaining momentum. Where would you say the Broncos are right now? Um, are they one of the teams that's kind of even? They are who we thought they were. <laughs> like, are they? Or are they better? Well, they're probably better. Yeah, they're probably better. But I mean, I guess yeah, they're they're right here. They're not peaking. They're not uh, you know bottoming out. Um, they've just been right here the whole season. And I got to say, I know the Browns got the win today, but oh my gosh, they almost blew it to Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Oh my goodness. That is bad right there. So I would say the Browns are even ticking a little notch down after today's game. So you look at it and the Broncos are right in the thick of this with, and Ryan right now that, that formula we talk about is not the formula to win in December. To win when it gets cold, to win uh, down the stretch, to win in January, to get you in the playoffs. Yeah, my only worry is, does does it work against a good defense? Because we saw them get a really good test against a really good defense last week, and they scored 10 points, right? Yep, um, nine. Nine points, even worse. Um, that, to me, is what worries me, but you're damn right. Running the ball and defense, you know, they always say that's what travels. Mm -hmm. And if it ever does get cold, which we might just be in an alternate universe where the summer is now the winter and the winter is now the summer, there's no guarantees until it actually gets cold. Uh, but if it ever does get cold, it'll be even more imperative to do those two things. So well. wait, though, you say it, we don't know if it works against a good defense, which you're right. We don't. Last week, embarrassing. Mm -hmm. How many good defenses do they play moving forward? The Bengals, are they a good defense? Uh, no. Yeah. How about the week after? Are the uh, Raiders good defense? Nope. Definitely not. And how about the Chargers? Certainly not. They have good talent, but they have a really bad defense statistically. Mm -hmm. And then the Chiefs, you end off the season obviously really good. There's a chance. I don't want to count on this with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be playing for something in Week 18. Uh, I think they're probably going to be playing with the New England Patriots for a chance at that final uh, or for that first seed. So I think they're going to be playing for something. That's bad news. But Ryan... They can drop one game and still make the playoffs. If they go 10-7, and seven, they're making the playoffs. And these next four games, or three of the next four games, against bad defenses. You think 10 is enough to get you in? It's not a guarantee. You yeah. have to win out for it to be guaranteed. But at 10-7, and seven, you know what? If the Broncos don't make the playoffs and they are 10-7, and seven, Vic Fangio, dare I say, should be back. Mm, that's, I, know, I think that's the first time we've ever some said that. People out. But heck, I mean, look at the run they would go on to finish the season. They would drop two games of their final six, four and two, everything starting clicking. Uh, but Ryan, if we're if we're in that spot and the Broncos are ten and seven, I do think they're in the playoffs. I love that. I love that take. Um, and you do have to imagine with that big, I guess I would call it a pile up uh, at seven and six. Yeah. 
you only need to be the of the top two um, in those seven and six teams. Yep. You would assume that going ten and seven or three and one over the last four, right? Yep. Um, would be enough to get you in the top two of that. I don't think there's going to be two teams. Although then you, 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 there could be two teams, or there could be more than two teams that go three and one. Um, and then it comes down to tiebreakers. So here's, that's why you can't guarantee it. Here's the good news. The Bengals, you play them next week. You pretty so, much eliminate them from contention if, if in terms of like the three and one talk. Right, 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 right. Huge. And this is, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because we have all week to talk about the Bengals. But this is the third opportunity this season where I feel like the Broncos have a chance to infect the whole city with Broncos fever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was the Ravens game, right? You had a chance to go to 4-0. Yep. Um, and everyone would have lost their minds. This yep. team's legit. The second one was the Chiefs game last week. You had a chance to take first place in the AFC West. Yep. Um, obviously, both of those, they laid an egg. This is chance number three. You go to 8-6, and six, you beat a legitimate playoff team in the Bengals, and you really... Ta- you contr- you put yourself in a position to control your own destiny for making the playoffs, this town's going to lose their mind. Um, and it's crazy. It's crazy because they're way closer to being out on this team right now than they are to losing their minds over them. I would say people are out on this team, not even close yeah. to out. They're out on this team. There are people who are certain. Uh, there are a lot of people who don't believe in this team whatsoever. And to be honest, this team has given them a lot of reasons to not believe in them. Yes, but this is the best team. Yes. Right now they have seven wins. That's the most. They're tied for the most they've had since 2016. And they have four more games to break that record. They have four more games to break the record that they had in 2016 of nine wins. They could at least tie that. And Ryan, it's it's a conversation that we've had pretty much every single week is, why not enjoy this right now? We've mm-hmm. been we've been so far from experiencing anything of success. They're seven and six in mid December right now, and also it's not like if they decide to start losing or you know not decide, but they start losing that they're going to get a top five pick. No, Ryan, that's so far in the past. They they're way closer to the playoffs. They're tied for a playoff spot right now. That's something that we've been dreaming of saying for years. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the only thing I can chalk it up to is this is a quarterback town. Uh, it might not even be a Broncos town. Just a quarterback town. Yeah, seriously. Uh, they just, the people here love quarterback. Why? Because they've seen John Elway and Peyton Manning. And, well, and, and look no further than the Tim Tebow year, too. I mean, the Broncos had an exciting quarterback yes, that year. And, and this town was as electric as I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it's actually kind of crazy to think about because I always talk so much about the standard. And right. how the standard is <laughs> right. so high, and for whatever reason, it there. wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> right. that year. Uh, the standard was just exciting and yep. cool and yep. young and fun. Yep. Um, but it is. It, it, it's true. I think that that it's the quarterback that's holding everyone back. They don't trust him um, to make big plays and big moments. And I can't fault them for that. But I can fault everyone for not enjoying this. It's yeah. this team's fun. They're. I mean. This is like one of those things um, where it's like if if you get on now, if you're if you jump on now and you enjoy this, it's one of those ones that when they do get back to whether it's winning a Super Bowl or being a legitimate playoff contender, you get to like you know like 
talk to your buddies like, oh, dude, remember Caden Stern's <laughs> rookie year? Right. Like, that's when it all turned around. You know, it's like I see it with the Nuggets guys all the time. Like, you know, there's all these, like um, – little moments that they remember of course we're coming up on uh december 15th which of course like you if you're a true nuggets fan you know december 15th it's the it's the night that Jokic became uh, a starting a starter in the starting lineup and like the nuggets weren't good then right but everyone who was in on that got to enjoy it and gets to talk about that now and everyone else has to um catch up you know and so this is this could be that year this could be that year where you look back and say, hey, man, I, I remember when. I remember when Javante Williams was, you know, winning angry runs as a rookie. And I remember Pat Sertan's pick six against the Chargers. Like, these are the moments that are, are the first steps to getting there. And so I really do think people should try to enjoy this. I know it's hard because the standard is so high and the expectations are so high. And this is a championship caliber franchise. But you still can enjoy a team that most likely isn't going to win a championship this year for being the team that got everything moving in the right direction. And, and I think that's what this team can be. That's absolutely what they're doing. They are certainly moving in the right direction. And like I said, Brian, we're talking about a playoff push right now for the Denver Broncos entering the final four games of the season and the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders, only team in the division, not with a record of above 500. Mm, sucks to suck. <laughs> it does. They got, <laughs> speaking of sucking, they suck today. Oh, they were so bad. <laughs> I actually, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch much of it because at the tailgate. I might just go hate, uh, like, I don't, is that a hate watch? Kind of is. I might just go watch that. Just don't even think about who's the team on the other <laughs> right, side. Just right. watch the Raiders get punched in the mouth over and over again. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, let's take a quick break here. Shout out. To the DNVR bar, a place where you can come and have a great time and watch uh, Broncos games with people who will remember those little moments uh, in a few years. Like, this is the place to come and meet real fans and hang out with people and make real connections. And I think that's one of the coolest things that you'll, you'll notice about the DNVR bar or even the DNVR tailgate is... You see someone once, right, and, and you just see them from across the bar. And then the next time you come back and they're there again and you strike up a conversation. Now people are making real friendships and going out and going to games together. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of um, these two women. Uh, one is a police officer. The other is an older lady who's retired. They just became friends, and now they just go to Avs games <laughs> together, like all the time. They're probably there tonight. They probably are there right now. Avs taking on the Panthers. Like that type of stuff is so special to me. So come hang out at the DNVR bar. Uh, be a part of this community. It's such a great time. When you come down for the game, we'll do the Wheel of Destiny, uh, and you know that's always fun to follow it. Um, so yeah, come hang out. Uh, it's a great place to hang, and of course, uh, great food. Breck beers, everything you could ask for. You also got to check out the Nuggets, uh, the bus taking yes. over uh, Ball Arena a couple of weeks. Get tickets now because, Ryan, it's exactly what you're talking about. It's the DNVR family doing stuff together. So make sure to check out the DNVR.com to get in on that. And you got to get in with our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. Whether you want to refinance or whether you want to buy a home, there's no better place to turn to look than Michael and Virginia Chevalier over at, over at Chevalier Mortgage. You can check them out at DNVRmortgage.com. And when you go there, not only do you get an opportunity to get a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice, but you get 
a free consultation with them, which is so key. It's free. You don't have to worry about wasting your money on a consultation because they'll get that to you for free. And guys, Michael Chevalier is a certified financial planner making it. So he looks at more than just one in one mortgage rate to determine what you need to do. He looks at your entire financial picture, which is so important when buying a home. So go to dnvrmortgage.com and check him out. You can even give Virginia a call directly at 303-257-6578. They're part of the DNVR family and they're going to treat you right. So check them out, dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Also, shout out to our friends at Breck Brew, uh, of course. And also a quick little shout out to our friends at Breck Distillery who hooked up with this. Uh, the Broncos blend. I believe this is the champions blend. Mm. Um, they were champions today. They, they were. They were champions of that game. That's for sure. Um, but Breckenridge Brewery, uh, the official supplier of the DNVR tailgate, which, by the way, uh, wasn't expecting it. All-time great tailgate today. Mm. Uh, like, just really, like, great people, great vibes. Um, I think there was, like, a feeling of just love and appreciation for people yeah. around you with of yeah. course um demarius you know being on everyone's minds yeah. um and really just like an all-time tailgate everyone yeah. hanging out and breckenridge brew of course supplying the beers um they are on tap here at the dnvr bar they hook us up all the time and they're they're our favorite beer so i highly recommend you get on that breck brew locator find out where the nearest breck brews are to you and have a taste ryan let's hand out some helmet stickers and the first one Goes to the helmet sticker of the day. Literally, the Broncos were wearing his sticker. Demarius Thomas, mm. uh, obviously the Broncos came out and played huge for him. And I think he was a huge motivating factor for this team today. It was so cool to see how this team rallied around him and honored him before the game, after the game, but during the game. So many times, you just never see that. And, and this is a game that we'll remember probably forever because uh, of the impact that he had and and how much everyone's going to miss him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we didn't need to fill the segment, uh, he, he could and should be the only helmet sticker right. today. Uh, and you're, he was on the actual helmet. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm still thinking about his family. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't heard anything from uh, his family, I don't, I don't think. And, so. Uh, that could make me tear up because I just yeah. feel like it's because they're – they're just not ready. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just really, really tough to think about. Let's move forward. Um, uh, helmet stickers. Yeah. Of course, the first one goes uh, to me, to Melvin Gordon. Uh, the dude is just, it's crazy how good he's playing. Like, he's playing out of his mind. Um, he got this bad, like, let's just be honest about this. He got this bad rap. Because he was brought in to replace Philip Lindsay, yep. right? Yep. And Philip Lindsay was a fan favorite, and he's a local kid, and everyone loved him, and for good reason. Yep. Um, not for good reason, though, that it, it became this reflection of Melvin Gordon, and mm-hmm. everyone wanted to point to the money, and we shouldn't really be concerned about the money because it didn't necessarily prevent the Broncos from doing other things. Whatever. Um, he got... It, it, people just decided they didn't like him. The fumbles last year obviously were a problem. It was something that built up over the course of his career and in 2021 it's really hard to get people to change their minds about anything yeah uh and he's done it he's definitely changed some minds and i hope he change changes all minds because he's playing out of his mind um and he is just doing so much for this offense he is not the same as javante where he just you know 
hits guys in the mouth and carries them for four yards. But he, his vision, I mean, there was that one run today where he, he's trying to go left and there's nothing there. And so he pushes off uh, the side of his offensive line when he kicks it back right. And then there's nothing there and he bounces it outside and gets it. And his vision has just been on another level this year. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's really, really impressive to see the type of season he's having. And I hope more and more people start to come around in Melvin Gordon because not only is he a really good running back for the Broncos this year, he's also like a really good guy. Yeah, he, he is. And Ryan, we saw how valuable he is to this team. And look, the coaching staff showed it. Javante Williams had a fantastic game last week. I mean, uh, set a Broncos rookie record for the most yards from running back with 178. And Melvin gets the start today, which a lot of fans didn't like to see, but he comes out and he shows exactly why 111 yards on the ground. And speaking of Javante, another helmet sticker goes to him. Hell yeah. And I think that's, Ryan, that's the Broncos winning formula is for both of these guys to be one and two and helmet stickers. That means great things for the Broncos because if the Broncos <clears throat> are running the ball 39 times, they're not down 14 points at any point in the game. They're winning every single game that they're doing that. So next week, if we're talking about 35-plus rushing attempts for these two, it's because the Broncos won. And it's because these guys uh, did so good on the ground. And, of course, Javante threw the air as well. Four touchdowns for this running back group. How about that day for Curtis Modkins? Curtis Modkins, a guy who recruited Demarius Thomas to Georgia Tech, a guy that was obviously with Demarius in Denver in 2018. uh, And then... His two running backs go for 184 yards on the ground, nearly 200 total yards, and four touchdowns. Hell of a day. Hell of a day for all of them. And it wouldn't have been possible without five. I'm going to hit them all right now. They are the DraftKings king of the game, so they still deserve a helmet sticker as well. It's Garrett Bowles. Boom. Dalton Reisner. Boom. Lloyd Cushenberry. Boom. Quinn Miners. Boom. Bobby Mack. There we go. All five of those guys absolutely deserve one. And... That is what they're best at. Yep. And so, again, you love to throw the ball. And it is going to be important. And if the Broncos are going to do any sort of anything, they're going to need Teddy Bridgewater to make some big plays. Mm -hmm. But you should go into every game looking those five guys in the eyes and saying, go kick someone's ass. Yep. And they're very capable of doing that, yep. as we've seen time and time again. And that's what gets offensive linemen going. Mm -hmm. They want to run at people. Going backwards and protecting the quarterback, they know it's part of the job. Ask any offensive lineman ever, they'll tell you I'd much rather try to run someone over. And also, you look at this year, Ryan, when they were throwing the ball, the interior of the offensive line was struggling big time at the beginning of the season, including Dalton Reisner and Lloyd Cushenberry. And Garrett Bowles had even uh, taken a step back from where he was last year. Bobby Massey's actually been very good this whole year with that but now you see them start running the ball that's playing right into Dalton Reisner's strengths right into Lloyd Cushenberry's strengths and of course definitely right into Quinn Minard's strengths that's clearly where this offensive line is built best and Ryan they've had so many different combinations of offensive linemen this year this is their five for 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 this run right here they've found their five it's time to build that chemistry and go forward the way that Quinn Miners moves uh when he gets out uh, on the edges Makes me want to give him the football. 
I mean, he he's he's <laughs> twice the size of Javante Williams, but he runs just like Javante he, Williams. He doesn't is he? just out there galloping. Yes, it's like yes. majestic. Yes, watching this guy get out on the move. So you down for a fullback handoff? Dylan? I want it so bad. <laughs> Actually, I don't want fullback because you need to give him a little time to get ahead of steam. Mm, just way back. So line him up seven yards behind the line of scrimmage I, ha, and give ha, it to him. How about not even that? How about you put him behind Melvin Gordon so he's like eleven yards behind the line <laughs> of scrimmage? Let him get a huge running start. Uh, I don't know if that that would work, but I want to see it. I really do want to see, it. or like a throwback screen or something. I, I guess he'd have to line up outside right. of. Be incredible! It'd be creativity. I want to see it. I want to like uh, Jerry drops the ball like after he's already ruled down today, but Quinn runs yeah. out there, and, and I wanted <laughs> yeah. it so badly. I wanted him to let the play go on yeah. so we could have our like moment that that Dolphins guy had. He may, yo, that was fantastic. He may hit like the fastest speed for an offensive lineman if he's able to get the ball. Dude, he... Like and, that we've ever seen. And I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show. I've told a lot of people about this. Quinn Miners was a extremely polarizing prospect in the draft community, in the GM community. Um, uh, for the NFL and legitimately I've heard stories that when the Broncos selected Quinn Miners, other GMs were audibly laughing at them <laughs> like, Oh my God, they fell for it. They fell for the YouTube videos yeah. and the, and this and that, and were clowning George Payton, like classic rookie GM move. I can't believe he took the bait. Well, it's not over yet. But so far, the joke's on them. Yeah, it certainly looks like uh, the Broncos hit with Quinn Miners. And Ryan, today, they certainly hit with Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones oh. with a fantastic game. Ryan, something about playing the Lions lights him up. Of course, last time the Broncos played the Lions. Do you think it's that they suck? Yes, it probably helps. <laughs> okay. It probably helps. But Draymond Jones, I think that was his first start, and he got two and a half sacks. Yep. was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Today, two sacks. Three tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits, a pass defended, and Ryan, that series in the third quarter was, he called it after the game, the best series of his life. He had a sack. Can't beat it. He had a tackle for a loss. Third down, he took the play. Not he took the playoff, but he didn't do anything. Fourth down, comes up with a batted pass, and that essentially ended the game as the Broncos take over uh, in Lions territory, and then the Broncos start rolling from there. Draymond Jones was a beast the game, and especially that series. It reminded me of like when you're watching a baseball game, and three straight outs are like ground outs to the third baseman. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, he did everything on that. No one else even needed <laughs> right. to be out there. Right. That's how it was for Draymond on that series. He was so awesome on that series. And he flashes. Um, you never know when it's coming because yeah. he does have games where you're like, man, it would have been great to get some interior pressure from Draymond today. Um, but then other games, you're like, wow, he looks like a freak. And yeah. it's why you know he was mentioned so often when we were talking about quarterback trades in the offseason. It's like, okay, who, who's a promising, cheap, young player on the Broncos that another team would really want? It's Draymond. And he really showed out today. Yep, yep. And B1B says in the comments that Draymond earned himself some money today. He's going to have to show a little more consistency mm -hmm. to really earn money. But Ryan, the past four games, four and a half sacks for Draymond. If he, if he finishes anywhere close to this, he's going to be big to getting a big time payday after this year coming up. But he did start off really so, so just a little more consistency. And then, boy, him with Shelby. If Shelby could start turning it on too, and Shelby got a batted pass today, which was big to see. Man, that's where this Broncos defense gets really scary. This is year three for him, right? It, yes. It is, so one more year of team control? Yep. 
It is important to note, though, he plays on the interior. On the interior, sacks tend to come in bunches. Even Geno Atkins, when he was having all those back-to-back double digits, he'd have like three sacks here and mm-hmm. three sacks here and go stretches with nothing. And that's just because his job on first and second down is to seal up run gaps so you can get to third down and then launch off. But this was a guy who's being talked about as a 10-sack guy. That's why we need to see this stretch continue, and he needs to push for that. But talking about making money, mm-hmm. as we know, Every sack's a million dollars. <laughs> yep. So he made himself some money today. Yes, he certainly, especially for interior offensive linemen or and defensive then linemen. What's crazy is you can get to a certain level where every sack becomes two million dollars. Yeah. Yep. yep. So that and that's that ten sack level. Right. Exactly. Basically, it's 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 like you can draw this line. You'll find guys who get eight, seven sacks get seven, eight, nine million dollars. Guys who get eleven, twelve end up with like twenty million. Yep. It's yep. crazy. So. He did make himself some money. I mean, you look at Malik Jackson. He had five and a half sacks the Broncos Super Bowl year. Now, obviously, he did really well in the playoffs, too. But he went out and got $15 million. Woo! Got the old three, three, three for one Three deal. for one. Now, he definitely did get that off of the playoff run. And so. everyone knew that that was too much for him. But, hey, mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars were willing to give it to him. Yep. Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a place you don't want to be. Woo! Oh, that is rough. A place you- what can, tra- can Trevor Lawrence get out of there is there is there there something he can do i don't think so but urban meyer's trying to get himself fired so bad so he can walk away with like 20 million dollars uh what vacancies are still open out is there anything still out there on the college scape that's big i don't think so i think they're filling up i don't think i want to hire him anywhere i don't even want him back on where was he fox broadcast or wherever he was no i'm not giving him a job no way do you believe that story which one about him uh, walking into his meeting room and telling all of his assistant coaches that the, he's a winner and they're losers. Do you see? Do you see what he said after the game? Yes, it ma- he made it work. How do you make it yeah. worse? Yeah, seriously. I mean, he's trying to get himself fired. I think he really is. If I'm the owner, fired I'm, coach, best job in the world. Absolutely. If I'm the owner, I'm saying nope, I'm not firing you, bud. Uh, I'm not firing you, bud. You have to fire him, <laughs> or you you wait until he messes up again. And some misorderly conduct to the team or something. And then you fire him with cause. I'm just afraid that they can't fire him with cause now because they've already said, like, we've forgiven him for for that. So they're waiting for him to mess up again and then firing him. They don't want to give him a dime. He He doesn't deserve a dime either. I cannot get over what we're seeing with this. Like, (laughs) this is an all-time bad hire. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. I mean, some people think Vic Fangio's bad and stuff. No, no, no. Vic Fangio's fantastic compared to that. I mean, I think if you ask everyone who their least favorite Broncos coach ever, they would say Josh McDaniels. Yep. And, like, he had the Spygate, you know, 2.0 stuff um, that really was, like, a stain on the organization. And that's a really good reason to hate a coach. Like... Urban's coming up with something new every week. He is. He is. Yeah. Urban's way worse than Josh McDaniels. Oh, as, way worse. As crazy as that is. Yeah. And and he will. Do you think he makes it to the end of the season? No, I don't know how you can. He's got to go. Because, like you said, he can never coach. If again. you want Trevor Lawrence to succeed, Urban can't be there. Urban can't be there. But back to the Broncos. Brian, okay. got to give a game ball to Justin Simmons. Mm. I mean, that pick. Oh my goodness! Vic Fangio said it said it well after the game. He said uh, that wasn't a bad throw. It wasn't a bad route. It was a good throw, good route. 
That's how good the pick was. Justin Simmons just made a perfect play. I mean, Ryan, that's something that wide receivers don't make that catch. No. And Justin made that and then, of course, went over to the 88 right after. And that, well, I mean, what a play. What a way to celebrate. And just the emotion yeah. uh, that you saw in that play was really special, especially because you're playing the Lions and you were beating the crap out of them. Yep. But it meant a lot. And Justin, what a play, man. Like you said, uh, there are hundreds of NFL wide receivers who wouldn't make that catch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he and made... you're not mad at them when they don't. No, 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 like, no. It's no, too no. tough. Um, this won't mean really anything to anyone, but in Madden, I have Darius Slay. <laughs> and one of his superstar abilities... You got to bring up Darius Slay now. ...is that he can make diving interceptions. <laughs> and he makes these crazy ones in practice all the time. And like that's what that was. Yeah. Full extension out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the ball... But, I'm with Vic. When the ball left Jared Goff's hands, I thought like, oh man, I hope he can get a hand on this. Right. And then I like blinked and he was had the ball and I was like, <laughs> what just happened? How did he catch that? Yep. Um, so great job for Justin. Um, next one for me. Hmm. Offensive line again? Yeah. I mean, Going on the other side of the helmet? Go offensive line. <laughs> I, <sighs> you don't go. Hmm, I kind of want to. Um, I got one here. When you when you think, okay. I'm going. Can I say a good thing about Noah Fant? Is that, is oh, that allowed? So you got the one. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going Noah Fant. I mean, quietly, Noah Fant's having a good year now. Uh, uh, worthy of a first overall or first pick in the draft. Probably not, but he's having a good year, Ryan. He's the Broncos' leading receiver this year in terms of receptions. He's only a couple yards behind Cortland Sutton on the season today. And, of course, he has his first big catch of the season, 32 I'm yards. I'm telling you, it's the first time I've ever seen the back of his jersey. <laughs> it's the longest play he's had this season, and that was the long Broncos' longest pass play by quite a few today. It came at a key point in the game where the Broncos really started to get to some momentum. He caught all four targets today. I don't think gained a single yard after contact, but regardless, still had 50, 51 yards today. Noah Fant, the Broncos' leading receiver. Okay, I don't understand how this is possible. I don't either. How many yards does he have? Uh, On the season? Yeah. uh, He has 51 plus today, or coming into today, he had... 51 catches. 51 yards is what he had today. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, So he almost has 500 receiving yards. Man. So no one's going to touch 1,000. No one's going to... I guess Cortland actually does have quite a few more yards. He has 650. Oh, okay. So So leading... Leading receiver inceptions. Inceptions, Yes. And so he has over 50 receptions now. Okay. Wow. But no, I mean, Cortland Sutton's at, at six... 58 right now so he's not he's probably not going to get 100 you know what what i like about this catch that Noah Fant made today what um i can now blame his lack of production more <laughs> not even lack of production his lack of big plays more on pat Shermer than i have to on him on teddy and pat oh uh, uh, yeah exactly because you, you've seen it happen like, now. right he i'm can like do it. he can he tracked the ball well remember that was something that was a yep. big concern yep. In his rookie season, and he had his eye like he had work done on his eyes mm-hmm. um, because he was having trouble tracking balls in the air. Perfect tracking today. Great catch. Great throw, by the way, Teddy. Yep. Um, and Teddy clearly trusts him. That's why he has more receptions than any other player right. on the team. Get him out in space. I mean, what are you doing? Why do you have a 6'5, 250 pound guy who can run a 4'5 if you aren't going to get him moving at full speed? 
it, it's mind blowing that he catches the ball and he's immediately either out of bounds, tackled, something. I mean, he can't even reach the ball forward. But it's usually because his back is to the line That's of the fair. game. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan, another guy who we have to throw in this conversation right now, helmet sticker for me, Albert Okuwebunam. Albert O, if just it makes it easier on people to call him Albert O, they should go with that instead of butchering it continuously. Can anyone ever get this right? No, Ryan, it, what, what game are we at? Home game like seven? Yeah, we're at seven home games. The guy in the press box is still oh, getting it wrong. No. It is so bad. It's so bad. But Alberto put some respect to his name because, Ryan, he also ends today with the team high five catches, 41 yards. Noah Fant and Alberto were two of the top three pass catchers. Also throw Jerry Judy in there, okay, and then it's a huge drop-off after that. Yeah, my next helmet sticker is going to be to Jerry. Yep. Um, he had an early drop, and you hate to see that happening. Of course, after last year, it was such a big problem. It hasn't been a big problem for Jerry this year. I haven't thought about it this year. Yep, but um, he went out there, and he just he looked – in moments, he looks like the guy that we thought he could be. Now, I, don't, I still don't think he got a, a red zone target today. Now, he caught a pass that went into the red zone, but I don't think that counts. Hey, it's progress. It's progress, right. baby. <laughs> um, but I love just the way that he's able to work himself open in big moments. Um, I keep seeing them, like, line it. Like, there was a big down today, and he was lined up on the outside with Cortland inside of him. And I'm just like, what are you doing here? You're overthinking this. Get him on the inside. Let him wreck some corner and get himself open right over the middle of the field so Teddy can throw it right to him. And there were a couple plays today. Uh, there was a... Was that a third or a fourth down that he went to Jerry on the, on the slant? Yeah, that was fourth. Yep. It was fourth and two when he hit him for 21. I mean, that should be like play one, two, and three yep. on your third yep. short list. <laughs> yep. yep, it should be. Um, Yo, so, you know, that means you're taking the ball away from uh, Melvin and Javante. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how short we're okay, talking fair. about. But also, Javante, I think, had a sweet third and four. Um, they did like the fake. He faked that he's going to run out uh, yep. the backfield and then went back and had a counter and... They've gotten more creative with their run calls, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate um, from Pat Shermer. It's not just third and one, we're going to run dive. It's yeah. third and one, we're going to run a little uh, belly or we're going to run counter. Um, and it's working. You know, you get someone out in front of Javante and give him a second to process what's going on instead of just barreling into someone's back. And he can get to a position where he can make someone miss whether it's running them over or, you know, slipping by them with that spin move he had on the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just, it's, it's when you have a good running back, it doesn't mean you don't have to think anymore about what your play call is. You know, I think a lo- I think um, the Titans are sometimes guilty of this. They're like, oh, third and one, just dive. Right. And it's like, you're, why would you make it so easy for the defense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I love that they've gotten more creative about with those play calls. And I think it's because they want to run the ball so much that they need more run calls in the playbook. Great. Let's yes. let's be creative. I mean, going. we don't see any creativity anywhere else, so at least we're seeing it there. And Ryan, my final helmet sticker for today is going to Jonathan Cooper. This guy Cooper. is the one providing pass rush when the Broncos so desperately need it. Bradley Chubb, no. Malik Reed's on the COVID list right now. The Broncos may be without him next week as well. Jonathan Cooper just keeps coming up with it. He had the fumble recovery today as well. And on Draymond Jones' first sack, I don't think that sack happens without Jonathan Cooper. He got the pressure off the edge, off the right tackle, to force Jared Goff to step up. And then credit to Draymond Jones. He he did a great job beating the center. But he probably doesn't step right up into Draymond if it's not for Cooper. So Jonathan Cooper, man, he just continues to be this seventh-round star, Ryan. 
Seventh round. Yeah, rookie. You know, um, I was, I've never been a fan of the like, um, get a bunch of draft picks strategy. Me neither. I'd rather have more high, more high draft picks. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I can ever call into question George Payton's thoughts on this anymore. No. He had 10 draft picks last year, right? Yep. I think it's fair to say he hit on six of them already. Yep. Six. And we're not even calling the other four busts because that's way too early. Right. And it's also probably too early to like write in Caden Stearns, yeah. for example. But he's clearly an NFL caliber player. Right. Oh, now, refining... Yeah, yeah. I, I stupid. I thought it was um stupid I thought it was a clean your hands moment for the for the refs. Okay. Because as he's going out of out of bounds, was it Reynolds? I think yeah. it was Reynolds. He just like throws a nasty stiff arm right in Caden Stern's face. Mm. You could call that unnecessary roughness as well. <laughs> so I'm my in my thought is like if you're still in you feel like you're still in a position to stiff arm me, I'm still in a position to shove you. But we always know in the NFL, it's whoever I know, last. I know. But I just, as the refs, you just say, <laughs> both guys were wrong. We don't need to throw a flag. Yeah, stupid, but it didn't matter. The end but, of the day. so it's too early to write him in and say, oh, he's the next right. Kareem Jackson. Right. But he's very clearly uh, an NFL caliber player. And the, I think that you can say that about six guys from this draft class. Zach, most teams only have seven picks in the draft. Well, you start with seven. <laughs> right. If you could say you could hit on six of them, mm-hmm. that is how you build the foundation of a football team. Um, and you would obviously take it every single time. So if George Payton's going to stack up draft picks and get 10, and maybe hitting on six is the high bar. But if you hit on four, that's incredible. If you hit on five, that's incredible. This team will turn around really quick. Now, as we know, we've sadly learned that it doesn't matter if you don't have a quarterback. But they have built the foundation for the future with this draft class. And hat tip to George Payton for his strategy working. Give me as many picks as you can. I can hit on 60% of them. Yep, exactly. And it's really, really working. So, Ryan, I want to wrap this up with who the Broncos gave game balls to. Demarius Thomas's family got the first game ball. Like I said earlier, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick also got game balls because they were really close with DT. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, we've talked about them, how deserving both of those guys were. Draymond Jones, we talked about him. And then uh, Flip, the equipment manager, his mom passed away this past oh. week. And so uh, Vic gave him a game ball. And then also Kareem Jackson. Super, by the way, just like Top-notch dude. A guy that's lasted how many different regimes? Uh, yeah, everyone shows you how good he is. Yeah. And, he's, and he's like a, a really great dude to talk to. Yep. Everyone around there loves him. Yeah, exactly. So we're sending our love to Flip as well. And then Kareem Jackson got a game ball for coming back into the game uh, after that really brutal hit that he put on. <laughs> he's good at those. Man, you know, you talk about how you have to be a little crazy to be good at football. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Lions... Like you're, I think they're up fourteen zero at the time, yep. and Cream Jackson is out there just turning himself into a human missile. He is, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yep. like I'm just like and I thought, he, I for sure thought he was done for this week and maybe next week after yep. the plan. I'm like, Cream, you don't got to do that, my guy. No, but in his eyes, he does. And he's and back. That's what makes yep. him so good. And honestly, um, you know, we're thirteen games into the season now. He still hasn't had uh, an age drop off. Nope. Sign him up again. Mm, maybe another half a discount. Get him for two and a half million <laughs> next year. I, I I honestly don't really care. Just sign him up. And keep keep bringing this guy back. He's such a game changer. He really he, is. 
he makes guys think about him when they're on the field, and he's probably the only one on the defense that I can really say that about. Yeah, he, he really is. He absolutely is. is and, he... Ryan, something that I keep thinking about is how good I'm doing over at DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> today. I had a great day. Oh, so. I got to give a huge shout-out to uh, the Baltimore Ravens for coming back. Holy cow. I thought my day was done. Oh, because they like, covered, did they? Yeah, I had Baltimore oh. like, tied in and everything I did today and was so bummed when they went down. But then they came back and, man, having a great day over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Couple with the Broncos, 28-point win. It's feeling good right about now. And if you get in on DraftKings Sportsbook, all you have to do is bet $1 on any NFL game. And if there's a point scored in that game, Boom, you get $100 in free bets. No better way for new customers to start off their account than $100 in free bets. And guys, they're doing that again this week. So if you haven't got in, maybe even place a bet now on Sunday night football, get in. If not, place a bet tomorrow night, get in, and then you can use that money this coming week. And Ryan, this week, we got Thursday night football. We got Saturday night football, Saturday day football coming on this week. And then, of course, Sunday football. It is a great time to get in on DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, download the app. Now use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that offer. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. <clears throat> so the Bears right now uh, have second and goal okay. to take. It's There's five minutes left in the first quarter okay. to take the lead. Okay, uh, It's a 0-0 game. Wow. Hop in on that Packers money line. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Wait till the Bears score, though. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. They're go- oh, it's third and goal now. Please score. Do looks it like, for all of us. Looks like they got a field goal. Oh, Seven wow. I'm not far goal. behind. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what's the money line on Packers? Is I it? bet it's still pretty darn bad. All right. Well, what about the spread? Okay. It's still minus eight. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's wait a little longer. Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted them to see because if they score that touchdown, then yep. it's probably like minus five. Yeah. It's like, oh, my yep. God. And then you this. dive in when it's under seven. Yep. I'm all about that. Aaron Rodgers was put on this earth to make Bears fans miserable. I mean, especially this week after doubling down on his comment about how he owns the Bears. He can't lose to them at home. What are his first quarter numbers? What's I mean, going he on can. That'd kind of be an Aaron Rodgers move. There's no so way they I had like a 14-play drive. It's two for two for 12 yards so far. <laughs> Washed. Washed. <laughs> Ridiculous. I can't believe we get Saturday football. Also, Rams-Cardinals yep. tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, I want to think it's a heck of a game, but who are the Rams? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who are the Cardinals? I mean, they're really good. The Cardinals are sneaky, maybe the best team in the NFL. Do you trust them in the playoffs? Nope. Yeah, okay, I don't either. <laughs> so I'm probably giving them the regular season crown. They're getting the President's <laughs> Trophy. Yeah, uh, exactly. With, as we've got the abs uh, on here. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully not like last year, President's Trophy. Good save, Darcy. Um, Electric yeah, unis. The, like, it's Bucks are going to the Super Bowl, and... I think it's I think it's just going to be Bucks Chiefs again. Yeah, I think so too. I think so because the, the way the Chiefs. I keep trying to change my mind, but I just remember, oh, it's all about the quarterback. Yep, all about the quarterback, and if you've got a good defense, that helps a lot. All right, you mentioned DraftKings Sportsbook. I got to mention our friends over at Hassel Cattle Company, and we were talking about this today. I understand why it might be it might feel abnormal to order your beef online, like that just. I, I totally get why someone might be like, eh, I don't know if that's a great idea. Just try it once for me. Try it once. Order from Hassle Cattle Company. Get you get you a New York strip, or you know they have Denver steaks. They have all sorts of awesome products over you there. You can also do some jerkies on the go. Yep, jer- their jerky's amazing. Um, they've got these like jalapeno cheddar beef brats. Mm. Just try it Killing once me. for me. 
Because I would have been just like you. No. I would have said, uh, I don't know, ordering meat online feels weird. And it does. And then you order from Hassel Cattle Company. They ship it straight to your door. You get it in this box. It's all still freezing cold. It's completely frozen. You throw it in the freezer. You defrost it. You make yourself a steak and like on your cast iron skillet with like the butter and you're doing all that stuff. And you're like you're like tilting the pan and getting the butter and putting in a little bath of butter. And then you're, not you're just like a chef. You're an artist when I, you do this. I think so too. Um, and then you realize like. I, I'm so glad I did this because Hassel Cattle beef is legitimately incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I've told you guys before, and I'm dead serious when I say it's the best steak I ever had. And there's a, something nice about being able to say like, I made the best steak <laughs> I ever had, but I got a huge assist from Hassel Cattle Company. So check them out. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off. And when you go over $200, you're going to get free shipping. So just try it once for me. And then you'll say, okay, I, I'm glad I listened to RK. I'm glad I don't have reservations about ordering my meat online anymore. And you're going to have an incredible meal thank, thanks to Hassel Calico. What are we doing? Hashtag normalize air meat. Normalize. Normalize online meat. meat. Normalize shipped meat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and do it for RK. And also, I mean, I think we've already normalized air coffee, shipped coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's good because our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee delivered the best mailed coffee that you can find anywhere. You go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your first order of Strava. And not only is it CBD infused, which helps uh, relieve aches, aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on. But Ryan, they also come in delicious flavors. A little toasted marshmallow action. They have so many good flavors. So you get delicious coffee, CBD benefits. Use the code DNVR25. You get 25% off. And then after you use that code, subscribe to Strava, and you'll receive 20% off every single order after that. It's that easy. You, you don't even have to order it. You can have it delivered every two, four, six, eight weeks, however often you want. It'll show up right at your door. You don't even have to go online. So make sure to check them out over at StravaCraftCoffee.com and smash that code DNVR25. All right, let's move on to our super chat, Zach. And I think we've got a few of them here. Uh, Kale, you want to read them off for us? Yeah, but before we get to super chats, the chat made me aware of a couple really cool things that happened today. So Justin Simmons was donating $88 for every tackle the Broncos had today. 58 tackles. That's a lot. Two sacks. That total comes to 60 tackles. At $88, that comes to $5,280. Whoa. How yeah. wild is that? Whoa. And then, even on top of that, the Broncos' last touchdown drive, yep, I, I posted 88 yards. Yeah. 88-yard touchdown drive to cap off uh, a dominant win. The, there are no coincidences. It's pretty cool. Not with all that stuff. It is, it is very, very cool. And you, you, 80, are you kidding me? You knew something like that was going to happen. Yeah. You know what, Kale, did you add up those numbers? I did. Okay. Impressive. Oh, Impressive. great job. We, we, you know, Mace isn't here. Got someone else to fill in <laughs> well, on the map. Someone side said of it these. in the chat, so I had to confirm it. I had to confirm it. Okay. So there we shout go. out, wait, shout out Jacob S for bringing it up first. Can you um, count all of the dots? Yes. Um, we're going to need that. Uh, on no. the stadium to see how many <laughs> empty seats there are for next week. Okay. Over under the number of empty seats next week that there were today. You know okay, that? Well, do you know the no-show no, count? No, tell me the number. 10,000. Come on, guys. And five. Come on, guys. Way. I'm really shocked the Broncos didn't just do 9999. Nine, nine, nine. Way mm. under. What are we doing? First of all, I, guys, you have tickets to the game. You're not going to the game. <laughs> it's a perfect day. It was. 
Next week projects to be a pretty perfect day, too. Now, it's going to be a little colder, but 45 and sunny. The get-in price today before the game was like 35 bucks. Ooh, what is going wow. on? And people were just eating that money instead of selling it. People who, pro- who probably like make a part of their living off of selling these tickets are just scratching their head. Yep. Like, the team's in playoff contention. How yep. can I not get above face value for these tickets? <laughs> yep. I was telling someone today at the tailgate, I was like, I didn't go to a lot of Broncos games when I was a kid because the Broncos were always good. And the tickets were insane. Like, I remember there was this Monday night football game against the Raiders. I asked my mom, I'm like, that's what I want for Christmas is tickets to that game. And, or maybe, I I don't remember, for a gift. And my mom was like, sweetie, I looked. They're like 500 bucks to get into the stadium. Oh, my gosh. And, like, that's what it was like when the Broncos were really good. Yeah. now you can get in the same for 35 bucks in a yeah. game that brought the Broncos to seven and six. Yeah. So again, it'll be way under than that next week. I'm thinking sub 5,000. That'd be good. Big improvement. Yep. And again, opportunity number three for the Broncos to get this town on board. Second to last home game too. It should be a huge one. Yep. Brian, I got to say my, my computer at one point in the game was shaken today. It felt like yeah. the old days that, unfortunately, I haven't felt that in a long time. Certainly haven't felt that this year yet, but next week should be rocking. All right, Kale, let's get to these Super Chats. All right, first one coming in from J-Day. What's up, guys? What happens if we win nine games? Is Fangio back? I think so. I think so, too. I thought I thought a winning record brings him back, but like we talked about in that scenario earlier, Ryan, if they go 3-1 and one in the next stretch, 10-7, and seven, I know Mace is very persistent that it's playoffs or he's fired. I don't know how you no fire way. him. Not, I don't know how you fire him, but if you look at everything George Payton's done in his career and how loyal he is, uh, and this team would double their wins from last year, why would you fire And I guess wh- there, there are plenty of reasons why. But, man, it just seems like, why didn't you fire him at the beginning of this year if 10 wins wasn't going to be enough? <clears throat> By the way, the super timeout worked to perfection yeah. today. <laughs> Is that what we're calling them? <laughs> yeah, I'm, call- <laughs> I'm calling all Vic Fangio challenges super timeouts. Um, the- Even if they're a bad challenge? Yep. Okay. Here, okay. Here's why. Here's why. <laughs> today it worked to perfection. Broncos are getting driven on. Yep. Then they, they have the potential fumble. And Vic Fangio calls the super timeout, a.k.a. throws a challenge flag. I never thought it was getting overturned. I saw a lot of people on Twitter thought it might get overturned. They didn't hate this one as much. I never thought it had a chance. And uh, the Broncos end up giving up zero points on the drive. Got the guys some rest. Everyone got a little bit of water. Super timeout lasts like two minutes, longer than than a normal timeout. And... uh, they uh, they end up stalling on the drive and because the Broncos were nice and rested. You know what? We've seen the turn. You want Vic back next year. <laughs> now that you've turned in one for seven on challenges to uh, to super timeouts. Seven for seven on super timeouts. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, RK is bringing Vic back, baby. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I want it because I'm obviously – I always lean towards offensive-minded coaches, um, but – I said it before that Chiefs game. I think he's pretty much got it locked up. Now, again, the Chiefs game was an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, not How necessarily from was- Vic. Yep, exactly. Um, and this this game gets them to 7-6. and six. I have a pretty good feeling about the rest of the season, the way that they're running the ball right now. And I honestly think if they get to eight wins, Vic is back. They're getting to eight wins. 
They're only one win away from that. They are only one win away from that. And I think they will as well. And I think that he's going to be back next year as long as they don't lose out from here. And I know people don't like that. And to be honest, I'm, I'm, I haven't even come to terms with it yet. Like, I can't tell you I like it. Right. But it's what I think is going to happen. Ryan, let's say they get to, what, nine wins? Is that kind of the controversial number in, in Broncos country? That was the That's question, yeah. Record. Yeah, okay, that, that was the question. Let's say they get to nine wins. That means they finish, what, two and two in the final stretch. That means that they will finish with five, no, six wins. They'll finish a, with a winning record in the second half of the season. There's just it's, no way. It, it's, it's momentum, and again... If George Payton was looking for a reason to fire, for, to fire Vic this entire season, he should have just canned him at the beginning of the season. He should have canned him on their four-game losing streak. I don't think George is looking for a reason to fire him. In fact, I think he may be doing the opposite, looking for a reason to bring him back, especially if George Payton doesn't buy into the quarterback class this year. Wouldn't you maybe want to ride it one more year doing something, and then let's say you don't get Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson— then you pair an offensive yeah. head coach in 2023 with a quarterback in 2023. And I know a lot of people are mad about hearing this, but again, it's not necessarily what I would do. I just think it's the way George Payton may be viewing this thing. I think you're right. And um, how do you feel about changing the offensive coordinator, but not the scheme? Mm, well, if you, I, I, I would want to bring in the right offensive coordinator. If that meant changing the scheme. How do you scheme, feel about Matt Nagy? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, because you right. look at what he did with... Uh, but with, look at those with, what those two did together. Fangio and Nagy had a great season together. They did. They did. Just flipped. Exactly. I, <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. Because then you're still coming from that Andy Reid tree. Yeah. So you're not going to change a lot of the terminology. Because I don't feel necessarily comfortable with Vic Fangio, which is still going to be... A contract year for him, although it would be weird to not extend him. I think they probably would have to extend him if they're keeping him around. You could have him you on, on it. I guess it's not like college where you ha like you have to right, go into recruit. Purposes. Yeah, so I guess you, you but could. But you're right. You're typ you typically don't let a coach go, go into, into a final a, year. Really... But let's say it's nine and eight. They don't make the playoffs. That's an understandable year to make him go in on his final year of his deal. What's weird, and you almost never see this, but the reason why you don't let that happen is because if the coach pops off, they could technically not come back. Yeah, They could say, uh, I, I want to go coach somewhere else. Or just hit the open market to get a huge payday. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So let's say the Broncos go 12-5 uh, and five next year. Yeah. And you is haven't... This with Aaron Rodgers slash Russell Wilson or without? I mean, it's with. Okay. Um, But it's Aaron Rodgers. And... Maybe Vic thinks, like, I can see a decline. It's, again, very rare. Yeah. But there's a chance that he could just say, like, I'm uh, I'm going to go some, I'm going to take one of these other open jobs. That'd be incredible. It's never, I don't even know if it's ever happened. Yeah. But it's why teams don't do it. You don't let a coach go into a contract year because they don't have to accept the contract yep. if they pop off in that year. That'd be nuts. Uh, and they wild. really would get a lot of leverage, mm -hmm. even if they don't, don't right. go anywhere, which is so rare. Yeah. I mean, a coach would rather stay than go. Right. But especially twelve and five, they would have so much leverage if they do pop off. What if they go twelve and five without one of those quarterbacks? Well, then you're <laughs> then you're you're gonna have to back up the Brinks truck for yes, Vic Fangio, yep. who can't even win a challenge. But <laughs> master of super timeouts. Oh my gosh, this guy's spinning it every way for Vic here. <laughs> All right, next super chat, Matthew South. Yeah, he's saying Teddy still needs to go. Not a franchise quarterback. Just wanted to hear DNVR say it. I don't know. 
I don't think we've I've ever said that. Matthew South like come at us for this, like not critical enough of uh, Teddy Bridgewater. No one. I, no one thinks that Teddy Bridgewater okay. is the answer. No, no one does. He's not a franchise quarterback. Nope. But are, you're not benching him for Drew Locke, so why is there hate for Teddy Bridgewater right now? There's four games left in this season. Teddy Bridgewater is better than Drew Locke. Teddy Bridgewater is better than Brett Rippon. Teddy Bridgewater, believe it or not, is better than Kendall Hinton. So <laughs> he's the quarterback the rest of the season, and then we'll see where it goes from there. You know, if Teddy Bridgewater goes uh, 16 touchdowns, to two interceptions in the next four games. The Broncos go 4-0, beat the Chiefs in a meaningful game for the Chiefs, and then the Broncos win two playoff games. Teddy's getting another deal here, whether <laughs> oh, you well. like it or not. I and, mean, I mean, that that that's just improbable. But what's likely going to happen is we're going to see Teddy continue to have the best season for a quarterback since Peyton Manning in 2014 in Denver. He's going to play Good ball, even though people don't want to admit it. Broncos are probably going to have a winning record at the end of this season. And then the Broncos are going to try to upgrade in the offseason. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to say that Teddy Bridgewater is playing the best ball that we've seen in Denver since Peyton Manning in 2014. And also, at the same time, say the Broncos should upgrade next year. Both of those things are true. Yeah, it's funny. The times that we're harsh on Teddy Bridgewater, our YouTube comments will be like, you guys are just Drew Locke apologists. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the times that were kind to Teddy Bridgewater, you've got all these people. You guys don't yeah. understand. Teddy Bridgewater sucks. It's like we know it's somewhere in between. Yep. It's always somewhere in between, yep. especially in this day and age. All right, let's go to the next one. Downstairs at the bar right now. RK, shot on me or what? <laughs> Bro, I'll be down there in like 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes. We should just wrap now for you to get down there. <laughs> I'll do a shot. I'll do a Love shot. Love it. Uh, another one coming in from 562 Bronco said, atmosphere was amazing today. Let's go, Bronco. Okay, <laughs> what's up with that shot? I'm downstairs. How, how long ago did he leave these? I'm uh, worried These that were left. like 10 minutes apart, like 30 minutes ago. Uh, if you're still down there, just leave, <laughs> you don't have to super chat. Just leave another yep. comment yep. saying you're still down there. I'll come find you. <laughs> okay. Um, and then this one's coming in from Jelly. He said, rap sheet confirmed that Russ's three places included us. That report dropped this morning. That's yep. big. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a very interesting article that that Rap Sheet wrote in the way of the, the headline was bolder than the rest of the article, but pretty much what's happening is Russ's camp is talking and saying... We won out, or Ryan, what they're doing is they're really trying to leverage the Seahawks. We saw that last year with Aaron Rodgers. He leveraged the Packers a bit. Uh, and so it, it's very much a thing, though, that we're in December, and the fact that a quarterback is leaking this information right now, that shows that there is big-time uh, uncertainty with where he's going to go. Huh. Very interesting. I like that rap sheet confirmed it. I don't know if you saw my tweet about it um the other day but i was like yeah i don't know who this schultz guy is but i like his report so i believe him <laughs> there you go i mean that's what this offseason is gonna be yeah exactly if you want to believe it believe it yeah exactly if you say what i want to hear i'll uh, yep. believe it all day <laughs> yeah uh all right this is came in separate but from dustin canfield a 20 dollars super chat thank you Damn, just saying thank you. thank you dustin r.i.p dt 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 yeah man uh appreciate that and uh what a special i'm just so glad the broncos won yes I'm just, like I, I get it It was the lions if they lost there was a ton of problems to address but i'm so happy that on this day honestly just that they were even playing a team they were so capable of beating they took care of business we don't have to sit here and moan and whine and complain and tell that everyone should be fired today we get to talk about a win 
good feel good vibes uh and also talk about dt and you know everything that he meant absolutely and ryan spinning off something you just said do you now think that that vic fangio finishes this season as the head coach a hundred percent is there a scenario where he doesn't no i don't think so I mean, I guess you could say they lose the next three and they just want to get a head start on the coaching process. That's what I think it is as well, but I don't see that happening. The Bengals are going in the wrong direction. The Chargers are up and down, but the Broncos know how to beat the Chargers. I think that game's going to be tougher than the first game was. But then the Raiders are going south as south as any team can go. So two of the next three are against teams that are trending in the wrong direction. What is their record post-Rugs now? Like one in five? Yep. They've got that one game Thursday, or, uh, Thanksgiving against Cowboys. Has it been that many games? I might, I might be overstating no, I, it. No, I think that's it. Unreal. And their offense has only been good in one of those games. And, and I that believe, was the Cowboys game. And last year, Ruggs was injured for three games. They lost all three. Yep. So one in eight in the last two seasons without Henry Ruggs. He didn't even have to be that productive to no. unlock parts of that offense. No. And and let's just be really clear here. He is never coming back. No. So they have some big problems that they're going to have to figure out. Yep, they do. They absolutely do. Okay, Ryan. Green Bay, down 10-0. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right. Coming in next from Steve. I want to see a jet sweep against the Bengals. It's time to run that play for real. <laughs> you know it's what? They, never happening, they dude. faked it uh, fewer times today than they have in the past. Every time pains me. Uh, yeah. Packers minus 160 on the money line. When they were down 3 0, it was still minus 435. So this is as good as values are going to get. But wait, actually, Ryan, I think. Oh, just close, damn it. The, the Bears have the ball. And they're driving. No way. Yes. What is happening? Yes, I'm trying to pull it up here. Okay, no, the Bears just scored. Never mind. It, it all right, had, all right. It, it just hadn't updated. Had updated. Yep. All right, all right. It's back. Plus one sixty. What's I what's am... the points? Minus. Minus. Sorry, minus one sixty. But then what's the point? What's oh, the spread? Uh, pack minus two and a half. You get that under three. Yep. <clears throat> yep. I love it. Do you think I shouldn't give up the the extra juice for for the money line? I don't think so. It's ten zero. It's not a weird score yet. You're right. I don't wait, want to sway you. Wait, to, wait to sway me. You swayed me. <laughs> uh oh. Oh no, it closed again. Damn oh, no. All right, this and then the last part but not least, coming in from Seth Stewart. All love today, fellas. Mm. The respects by everyone for DT gave me chills all day. Tip of the hat to the Lions for helping make the opening snap special. Yeah, absolutely. Tip of the hat to the Lions. Tip of the hat to the Broncos. Tip of the hat to everyone involved with this. And, and Seth, tip of the hat to you, giving five eighty-eight. Mm. A nice little tribute there uh, with the ADA there for DT and. Man, today was about DT, and Garrett Bowles, he said it on Friday. He said the best way to honor DT is to make a playoff run and go make the playoffs. Broncos take the first step. It was against the Lions, but you know what? They took care of business, beat a terrible team by 28 points, took the life out of them, and Ryan, that's the momentum this Broncos need to go and beat the Bengals next week as they're coming off uh, just a brutal overtime loss today. And they were down 20-6 to six in the fourth quarter. Six. Six points. Six. Uh, so, Broncos, go take care of business on defense against this team. Now, they have weapons. Jamar Chase is legit. T. Higgins is having a really nice season. Uzoma, though, a tight end. It's not going to be easy. Um, did they have Joe Mixon today? I didn't even notice him. They play. they did not run okay. the ball. So, I don't know if – I think they had him, but they did not run the ball at all. More or less than the Bills. <laughs> I think probably a little more. I'm trying to pull up this at Bengals. Why can't I find – oh, I Cincy. Watched, there we go. 
a quarter and a half. I don't think I saw them run the ball once. Wow, just terrible. I mean, here we go. Here's the stats. They ran the ball. Oh, 18 times for Joe Mixon. Okay. Okay. Right. So 3.2 yards per carry. Maybe though. it was just because they were down by the time I started watching and they yeah. just chucked that thing that, around. That, that could have been it. Uh, before we get out of here, one last shout out to MSU Denver Online. Want to get this out of the way before we have our true closing here. Um, but uh, rigorous and affordable education taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom online everything uh you'll never have to leave the comfort of your own couch to really further that education and work a full-time job so check them out msudenver.edu slash online just to wrap up here um a really really special day great job by everyone uh involved to honor demarius thomas um again you know all the way down to the lions like you said for declining the penalty obviously you do that yeah but heck i don't know dan campbell <laughs> seems like a hardo he could have been the type of guy who says like yeah we'll take the penalty they're obviously, one ten and one i mean he may want he may want something to go his way i'm very glad he didn't and i would be shocked if anyone ever would yeah um, but still just the thought behind it everything the broncos did um as an organization i think they they just hit the nail on the head yeah. uh, they did everything right and, and um just to, to totally finish uh we're i just can't stop thinking about dt's family um really really hope that they can find any sort of peace uh i know it's going to be a very tough road so that that's the number one thing on my mind tonight um and uh yeah i, I think we'll leave it there yep very well said all right have a great night guys say